and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Uh, not, not bad at all, Paco. How about you? It's going well. I'm excited. I'm going on a trip. You don't say. Yes. To where? To Paris. Get out of town. <laughs> With literally the monkeys in Paris. Sacre bleu. <laughs> Zoot allure. <laughs> this is a... Uh, this is definitely an interesting episode. But wait, before we get into this episode, I'd also I'd like to. I know all of our listeners are wondering; they're hanging on the edge of their seats. My monkey's Blu-ray box set came in last week. Finally. So yes, I, I it's there. I have it. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. It's a big day. You can see, yeah. see the look on his face. He's a, a complete human now. It's true. I'm just. It's so cool to just know. Here's all of them. And how good they look. We've talked about this before, but now I've, since I've gotten into this one, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. Because I bet a lot of people are watching on YouTube, and this will come in with this episode. If you watch this episode on YouTube, yeah, yeah. it looks terrible. It looks For terrible reasons. anyway. Like when, when we watched <laughs> it on Much Music in, here in Canada when we were in high school, it, was, it always stuck out that it looked, like you said, very filmy. Yeah. Like, it was on 16 millimeter. What do they usually shoot it on? It wasn't videotape yet either, because the monkeys still have that look to it that isn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. TV cameras. Because, yeah. Yeah, because the know. times. But either way, with this one on the Blu-ray, as soon as it started, I was like, oh my goodness, this looks <laughs> remarkable. It's and like you could reach out and touch them. It's it's crazy. And even when you, as monkeys fans, you've seen the intro a zillion times. When you see it on the Blu-ray, it's like, oh my goodness! There's the 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 colors and everything, the picture quality, everything is amazing. Uh, What's Paco? It appears to be a it appears to be a thick envelope with the the Rhino <laughs> Records logo peeking out of your lapel pocket. What, what's going on over there? I was gonna just say I'm gonna stop plugging this for free, but yes, Rhino, if you want to give us some bucks, we'll talk it up all the time. Because <laughs> as a Monkeys fan, it is fantastic to the thing it comes with the book that comes with it comes with the record and everything it's really yeah. an awesome thing if you can swing it as a monkey's fan you will not regret it and the stuff on disc 10 my god amazing well, one of the things we were blown away with is there's footage of them playing on the train the disastrous train first ever <laughs> show for the monkeys I, it's the hard NBC to believe showcase. they recorded that and it, there it is like had never heard about anything that there was any sort of <laughs> it's a record of that. Yeah, no evidence <laughs> was left over for uh, this. I think Nez would have preferred it that way from the sounds of how you, you, you enjoyed that trip. Yeah, exactly. The literal train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but close. But anyway, this plays into the, the monkeys in Paris here. Another great thing on the Blu-rays is commentaries. Yeah. And Bob Rafelson has one, which I'm sure we'll talk about throughout this, mm -hmm. this episode. For so sure. anyway, it's Monkeys episode 54, Monkeys in Paris, written and directed by uh, Bob Rafelson, or as he's in the, on the show, it's Robert Rafelson. He's all grown up. Yeah. Originally aired on February 19th, 1968. This is also AKA The Paris Show, for those <laughs> of you who uh, don't want to mention the monkeys, I guess, <laughs> in their monkeys episodes. And yeah. It could also be called AKA The Half Hour Romp. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is essentially but here let's let's dig into this very right. it is an episode that stands out though 
you know, yes. and not in it's, a bad way. Yes. It's it's like it's sort of the same way Monkeys on Tour does. It's, they're kind of doing their own thing. It sticks out a different way than Monkeys on Tour did. Where that one, you're following them on a tour, you're hanging out with them, and and it felt like a like almost like a documentary of the Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Whereas yes, yes. this a one, documentary, like an early pioneering documentary. Yeah, exactly. And uh, whereas this one comes off more like a like a French New Wave abstract music video romp throughout the entire yeah. thing. For real. But uh, especially with the amount of tunes, it's kind of like feels like an EP. Like it, yeah. the music gets the spotlight, but yeah, let's but let's let's start with the episode. Yeah, so uh, so Mickey, Davey and Mike they're sitting around the table at the pad with the stuffed monkey. We start off on a close up of the stuffed monkey and pull back. And then Peter comes in with a threatening letter. Guys, listen, guys. We know who you are, so don't try to deny it. We also know where you live, or else how could we have sent this letter? We're coming to get you, so don't leave. This is a threatening letter and a warning. Unless you return the microfilm and get off the ranch, we'll kill you. And then this spy-looking dude sneaks out of the closet, and he says to give them the microfilm in, in some kind of accent. And uh, then the boys are totally nonplussed. They, they're <laughs> so bored. And then uh, the director, played by James Frawley, oddly yeah, enough, He's, he's not directing. He's just playing the director this time. <laughs> exactly. Um, he calls cut and tells him they have to do the old monkey scare. <laughs> and, uh, but the boys just aren't into it anymore. You have to do the scare. The old, the old, monkey, the old monkey scare. What is monkey scare, man? Come on, it's a groovy bit. So they reset and the spy comes back out and the boys give a half-hearted scare. And then Frawley comes back out. And Mike tells him that every show is the same. And the others agree. You see one it's monkey episode, you see all the monkey episodes, man. And uh, Frawley tells him to do the scare, and Davey says that's easy for him because he's directing the same show over and over again as well, trying to point oh, out, shit. like, you're in the same loop we are. <laughs> yep. And uh, so then Mike says that they're going to take a vacation, and Frawley can work the show out. And then they, they're, they're going to go to Paris, and they just leave the set. And uh, Frawley, he looks around, he's all frazzled, and he just asks for a close-up of the monkey. <clears throat> uh, let's come in for a close-up on the monkey. <laughs> that's it. Uh, we get some stock footage of a, of a plane flying the friendly skies. Mm-hmm. And the boys get off the plane. It's like back when you'd like go down a set of steps off the plane onto the tarmac. <laughs> yep. And then and Peter hams it up and he like pretends to fall down the stairs. You'll still do that at a small enough airport. You'll get to walk on the tarmac and feel like a rock star. That'd be neat. Okay, so then we get to the intro. Blum, blum. About 100 seconds for the boys to express their displeasure with what's going on. And then uh, they just booked it. Um, I, don't, I don't think you mentioned the dates this was a shot. Are you going to do that now or later? The dates it was shot? Yeah. We can do that in did the did you knows. Okay, okay. Or the <clears throat> air date. Oh, air anyway. date, February 19th, 1968. I said that at the top. Okay, cool. Pardon me. All right. So the boys, uh, they're in Paris and they're riding around on these little motorcycles, just zooming around the streets. And then there's a stock scream of, it's the monkeys. With like a still image of a pretty girl, like a pretty 60s girl. And the boys keep riding their cycles. And there's a bunch of those shots of like a still image of a girl. And again, French new waviness. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the roads are really wet in one scene. And I was like, <laughs> how, easy, how easy is it to ride on those tiny little motorcycles when it's the true. water's like an inch deep? But isn't that like a filming thing? 
they wet down the streets like back to the future and stuff yeah you gotta wet down the streets but these are look like puddles and like later on (laughs) in this scene you see they're following a street sweeper like a street cleaner so it's like dumping a street bather yeah (laughs) they're like dumping water all over the street so that's why (laughs) it looks like that i don't think it was easy to ride so more girls see them and they scream and then they seem to like chase after the monkeys um, Mickey runs into a guy carrying these wooden pallets and it turns out to be Davy. And then they start <laughs> arguing with each other. Uh, the boys rev their engines for a bit and a bunch of girls are like running like supposedly after them, but we never see the girls and the monkeys in the same shot. <laughs> so Ooh, that's true. you never know, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of leads us into monkeys romp. Number one with love is only sleeping. Great tune. Definitely a great tune. And essentially, it's great for the, the, the streets of Paris with these girls chasing them. And mm-hmm. it just seems fun and nice. But because and this... The, the 7-4 time signature gives that little off-balance sort of a foreign feel to the song itself. That's true. Oh, this whole episode is just kind of romp after romp after romp. Yeah. So it's like you said, it's like an EP of romps. Mm-hmm. So we start off here, the boys seem to be like in the butcher district or something. Because there's like... <laughs> enormous cuts of meat being carted around like an entire side of an animal being carted down the street on this weird little buggy um so the boys are just like riding around them on these motorcycles and the girls are looking for the boys and like there's bystanders who look completely unamused at these american antics like a thing you see in this is there's often crowds around watching them film yeah 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 because it's just like i read that uh the monkeys weren't known at all in france whatsoever not quite yet and i think they just dipped over from uh england when they were over there they didn't fly directly from hollywood when they ditched james farley there but they were like in england and they hopped over to to paris you know just just kind of playing scoot yeah super quick just to do this and um yeah so i think you have a good time and i think more people were just interested in what was going on like they saw like a film a guy filming a bunch yeah. of dudes running around and kissing girls essentially <laughs> the parisians were really into that so mickey zooms through an intersection and the girls chase him davy's walking around pretending to direct direct traffic and then the actual cop that's directing the traffic traffic essentially tells him to fuck off <laughs> he's not impressed uh, Mickey rides by and Davy jumps on his back, but then they almost take out a pedestrian because Mickey's trying to get this little <laughs> Englishman hanging off of him. Yeah, man. And then they manage to get Davy on the bike and they zoom away from the girls. Then Mike is on his bike being chased by a bunch of girls. The boys, they, they scale this like transport truck, but the, the back of it is just like the skeleton of a back so they can climb up and over it essentially. Yeah. So they do that for a little while. Uh, Mickey and Davey run across the tops of a bunch of transport trucks while the girls look for them, which I feel is very, there's a few things in this, but it feels very hard day's night, this scene, girls looking for them and they're running across the tops of things. As if that one part of hard day's night was 25 minutes long. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So Davey leaps from the truck into a tree and like scampers down and it's pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) He jumps from the top of this tree, or from the top of this transport truck, into a tree. Falls down, like scampers down that. And then uh, they all run through an open air market or something. And so then they, they, they're in these huge, tall stacks of baskets. And they all fall down. And uh, then they all run through the crowd that's gathered to watch. And then uh, the boys jump on the back of a truck and it takes them away. 
And that's essentially that romp right there. <laughs> and so we go back to the, the pad set and Frawley's on the phone with Bob Rafelson. And he says that the boys just walked off the set to go to Paris. And he says that he's not their babysitter. How do I know what to put on the air? Put on a half hour of commercials like the Johnny Carson show. Or better yet, why don't you put on another monkey segment? I mean, they're all the same. <laughs> and then he tells him that he's got a great close-up of the monkey, though. And then he hangs up. <laughs> so we go back to Paris. The boys, uh, they jump on like, it looks like a bridge, but it's a lock, right? So yes, the, yes, Right? Yes. So they get on the part of the lock that spins out into the water. If you don't know what that is, you got to Google that. <laughs> it's essentially so boats can go uphill is what locks are yep so then uh the girls chase them onto this onto the lock and so then they're trapped and just as they're about to get smooched the boys jump off the bridge and onto a boat and then they get stuck in the locks uh peter and mickey are doing some sort of shtick like with the rising water like peter's calling the water up and mickey's brushing his hair <laughs> with his hands essentially so they, they jump off the boat while the girls are chasing them. I feel a theme with this episode. <laughs> and, and suddenly the boys are driving like tiny cars on a track. And, and then they're riding like big, not tricycles because they have four wheels, but they're essentially tricycles. Quadricycles. Yeah, quadricycles. And then, of course, the girls are chasing them. And then, then they're driving uh, like these old timey cars on a track. And each one of them has one of the girls in their car. So I guess the girls caught them. And, and then they're in these uh, like flying contraption things that you see at fairs that like lift you up and bring you back down. And um, things like zooming around in circles. And then uh, they're onto some other contraption that spins around really fast. And then into these really nice looking go-karts. And they're zooming around on go-karts. More vehicular romp, maybe. This the other one, one is yeah. vehicular as well. So what the heck? Okay, so after the commercial, there's a scene where the boys and girls are walking through like a floral garden. And this is essentially the somber romp with Don't Call On Me. <laughs> it's a somp. A somp. <laughs> and so it, it's a nice juxtaposition with the crazy antics that have been going on for everything else. Like everything else has just been being thrown yeah. at your face. And this is kind of like, whew. Okay. Yeah. And so every, essentially every monkey is walking around being romantic and nice with a pretty girl. And then they're, they're all holding hands with each other and they're, they're running after each other kind of thing before pairing off again. There's some smooching happens. Ooh. And then that's essentially where it ends. And so now we go into romp number three when a, a guy opens a door to what looks like a train car and the boys all spill out. And then we get the beginning of Star Collector. Which is awesome. Great, great shift in gears. There's more motorcycles as they go through a flea market and each guy falls over a box and the boys are like hanging out with locals and the girls are looking for them again, oddly enough. And the boys run away from them and they end up uh, trying to use a fountain, like a drinking fountain, but they don't know how to do it. And then a little kid comes and he, he figures it out for them. Davey's wearing a top hat and uh, like a like tails kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's his outfit as uh, the artful dodger and Oliver. Uh, yeah, so he, he reprises his role. But anyway, he gives it to some merchant and <laughs> takes his his jacket. And it looks like he ends up giving a girl a pair of jeans for free. And then wow. he throws the jacket off and takes off. <laughs> he freaked out. Um, a girl's on uh, top of a stack of mattresses and then Mickey like 
tries to tickle her or something and then she falls off and he like goes through the stack of mattresses like in quick fast uh, jump cuts and he can't find her and then uh, Mike he seems to be frozen and he like tips over and Mickey ends up grabbing it was almost like a trust fall except it goes on his face (laughs) and Mickey grabs him and Peter's trying to woo one of the girls with a violin but all of a sudden she has no interest they've been chasing him all episode now she doesn't care (laughs) So then Mickey shows up with a guitar and he, he and Peter start to play music and they dance through the crowd. Uh, Davey's looking through a telescope at a girl looking back at him. I feel it's a very 60s thing. I don't know why. Oh. To, look into that, to look in the telescope and they're looking at you through the other side of the telescope. Um, Mike is looking out a car window, but then it, it, the girl opens up the door and it's just a door. He's just sitting there holding a car door. <laughs> but the That's way it was funny. shot, it looks like he's... Looking out the window. So Davey lies down on a box spring, and then two girls like fold the box spring up with him still in the middle, and then they roll him away to do who knows what. Um, The four monkeys are typing on typewriters, and they give the pages to the girls, who then smack them all in the face, and then they go back and rework it, and then uh, they hand it back and they get kisses. I was wondering if if this is a play on, like, if you give 100 monkeys... A hundred typewriters in a hundred years, they'll all end up writing the works of William Shakespeare. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. So I wondered if that was kind of a play on that, but perhaps four monkeys, four seconds, the right garbage to make him get smacked in the face. <laughs> uh, we cut to a scene that this definitely looks like a hard day's night with the the monkeys running towards the camera with a whole bunch of girls running after them. It's like that uh, yeah. first scene where George fucking wipes out yes. and, and Ringo falls on top of his head. Classic. <laughs> that was the keeper shot. Oh, man. <laughs> There's people. They, and did, then, they didn't do it again. <laughs> and you can see when George runs by, he's like, I hurt my hand. <laughs> he's like holding uh, the gun. But yeah, Ringo but, fucking lands on his face, like on George's face. And John Lennon can't stop laughing. Oh, man. And then two girls wipe out on their own. And people are wiping out all over that movie. Yeah. So then Going Down starts playing. And there, there's cops trying to keep up with the girls chasing the boys. Uh, then Peter's hiding under a table and everyone runs past him. But there's a girl on top of the table. And it's the same. It's like Peter's girl in the episode. Each guy has a girl that kind of... Yeah, of Peter's girl's dressed all like a nice pink... Uh, it's weird. It's got like it's like a mini skirt with a hood on it. It's a, a whole '60s vibe, all paisley looking. And uh, Davy's hiding in a doorway, but his girl sees him, so he takes off. And there's a superimposed wide shot of girls like turning a corner, overlaid with close-ups of the same girls turning the corner. And it, it's yeah, a, yeah. it's a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. We're chasing. Um, Mickey's trying to climb like a pole to nowhere, essentially. But the girls grab him and pull him down. And they try to rip off his clothes until like a, a cop shows up and he tears the girls off of him. And then there's all these freeze frames of Mickey like freaking out. He looks petrified. A lot of freeze frames. Yeah, a lot of freeze frames. And uh, so then he gets the help of some like local guy. Like he turns the corner and there's some dude there. And Mickey's like latches onto him pretty funny um davy and mickey they run into a cemetery and there's a bit of a somber moment while they move through the gravestones and uh and all these crypts and things like it's very interesting 
and uh, very, uh, very proto easy rider, if you will. Very much, yeah. So then we bust back into going down, and <laughs> Mickey's climbing a drain pipe to a balcony. It looks dangerous <laughs> to me. I don't know. It looks scary. More chasing. The boys are on bikes, being chased by motorcycles, being chased. They get smothered by a bunch of girls. And suddenly they're in like this van pickup truck type thing. It's like an El Camino, but a van. Uh-huh. And uh, the cops show up and uh, they all bail when uh, Davy takes off his shirt <laughs> for some reason. And then uh, the four main babes, they hop into the back of the truck and they all zoom off. And that's the end of that romp. If you had shirtless Davy on your monkey's bingo card, you're in luck once again. Yeah. Scaring officers. So uh, the eight of them get on a boat and they cruise down the river, but the boys still seem to be trying to get away from these girls. They're just not accepting their fate. Like <laughs> the girls are into you guys. You're not doing a good job here. Uh, so Mickey finds these like life rings. What are they called? Life preservers. Yeah. Is that, is that what they are? The ring ones are called life preservers. Yeah. 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 Mickey has one of those and he, he puts it. Oh, he finds a whole bunch of them. And he puts them all on. Then he starts to steer the boat, and the boys are struggling to get off the boat while being chased. And then suddenly they're in their old, like, striped bathing suits that are like yeah, one-piece pajamas kind of thing from, like, like, early first season. A little things, throwback. Things are getting pretty French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Peter and Dave end up at the pool, and the girls push them into the water. We get a bunch of some little backwards film, like them falling into the water, then coming back out mm-hmm. and falling back in. Then uh, all eight of them are in this like cool car driving around while Don't Call On Me plays again. <laughs> and uh, they zoom around Paris in the back of a boat at one point again. And it's like, you're, you're just kind of seeing the, the landmarks now. You know what I mean? All the, all the, the Paris landmarks. Yeah. And uh, it's a nice snapshot of Paris in the 60s. It's kind oh, for of sweet. Sure. And uh, suddenly their car breaks down and there's like cars honking everywhere and the cops come out and the boys like tear the car apart and run around. But then somehow they uh, they get it moving again and they take off. So back on the set, Frawley's talking to the bad guy actor. And he says, okay, no more mustache, no accent. And instead of asking for the microfilm, you're going to ask for the secret apple. So what's the difference in a script? Don't get smart. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hey, wait a second. What? What's that sound? Sounds like somebody's at the Podcast Valley door. I showed them my pilot, and they tried to steal the idea. Oh, man. Frolly, you hack! D, D, uh, D Caruso has uh, joined us once again. He's not a fan of old Jim Frolly, even though he directed some of your finest episodes. What the... <laughs> Do you really feel this way about uh, Jim Frawley? You know what? No. He's just reading the lines that Ratfulson put in his mouth. Oh, You sure. call this an episode of the monkeys? <laughs> Running around being chased by girls in Paris? <laughs> you make me sick. You make me sick. Okay. Okay. Get, get out thanks, of here. Thanks again for stopping by, D. Always Anytime. appreciate your input. Always a pleasure. Uh, oh, D. D. Caruso. I'm going to miss him when we're done this. I know. I know. I wonder if the audience will miss him at all. If they're always like, I'm oh, not, my I'm God. Not sure. I wonder if D. Caruso's our Cagney. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now that we've got over that ugliness. Hmm. So in Paris, uh, the boys are going up the Eiffel Tower. 
And uh, when they get to the top, they're chased by the girls, oddly enough. And essentially, like, piss off everyone who's there just to enjoy the view. Like, they're just being total dicks the whole time. Uh, the boys, like, they climb the stairs, chased by the girls. And at the top, they all bump into each other. And then the boys hide from the girls and they give them the slip. But then they, they all crowd into this, like, tiny closet together. And then there's mm. shots of the boys climbing the structure, which, which seems really dangerous. But there must be, there's a bunch of fast cuts. It must be, you know, cut together in some kind of way where it isn't dangerous. I guess. Or they're climbing on the Eiffel Tower and could have plunged to their death. <laughs> could have. Yeah, like when Mickey's leading on that little wire fence. Yeah. It, it seems, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> but they're the, they're the monkeys in mid-67. They're invincible. Quite true. You see, see the way Davy Jones is interacting with these people. He just Nothing can stop this guy. Could you imagine if the monkeys ended because one of them fell off the Eiffel Tower and died? <laughs> Oh, no. And that's how the monkeys ended, like mid-second season. They're like, oh, my oh, God, boy. this dark end to the monkeys. Oof. Wow, that would have given them a totally different place in pop culture history. Oh, my God. Jesus. Way to take it there, Paco. Yeah. Well, it essentially does end with the four of them laying on the ground at the Eiffel Tower, and they zoom back from it. So it's it's like they're trying to say, like, look, they fell off the Eiffel Tower. It's like they were trying to do the head thing and, like, kill off mm. the monkeys. <laughs> this way maybe maybe a little maybe a little so uh that's the end of paris and so then we're back at the pad close up of the monkey uh we pull back and uh, mickey davy and mike are at the table peter comes running in and says the same thing he said at the beginning of the episode guys listen we know who you are so don't try to deny it we also know where you live or else how could we have sent this letter we're coming to get you so don't leave this is a threatening letter and a warning. Unless you return the secret apple and get off the base, we'll kill you. And then the spy guy comes out, and he tries to scare them. And he asks for the secret apple without the foreign accent. But he just ends up sounding like he's from Lackawanna. All right, you guys, give me the secret apple. <laughs> Where's the golden apple? <laughs> got it at taps. Yeah. Uh, so the boys protest, and Frawley comes out, and he tells them that it's not the same. And Peter complains about the violence on the show. Look at, look at, violence on the show. Guys, it isn't the same thing. Every time we turn around, somebody's got a gun. Gun, gun, gun. And also, they're now pointing it out. Like, they actually (laughs) acknowledge that there's a lot of guns in the Monkees episodes. I think they've been listening to the show. I think so. And uh, so the boys complain that it's the same show every time. And then they turn to the camera and say, come see us next week, because they'll think of something new by then. And David goes, it's a drag. It's a drag. <laughs> and uh, the, the boys walk off the set and Frawley asks for a nice tight close-up of the monkey. And then we see, it's like a compilation. We see a bunch of shots from the boys' time in Paris. And it's yep. mostly them kissing girls and crashing into things. Even though most of the time they're trying to get away from the girls. But I guess their fondest memories are when they got to kiss them. I suppose. And then it ends with Mickey kissing like this older lady who just ha- is having a blast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> She's having a great time. And that's the end of The Monkeys in Paris. It's definitely a standalone episode. It's cool. They acknowledge what's going on with the show. <laughs> you know? uh, yes, for sure. And it's cool that someone had the idea. Like, let's, um, let's make the show look different. Let's scoot over to Paris while we're here in Europe and just uh, shoot some film, get chased by some girls, climb all over some stuff. Yeah. There's a book called... Uh, uh, Easy Riders to Raging Bulls. It's about the cinema in the 70s. Yeah. It's a great book if you're into that. 
And uh, Bob Rafelson plays a big part at the beginning. In, in this book, Bob Rafelson talks a lot about uh, French New Wave and how much he loved it and how it changed his life and this and that. And I really feel like this episode is his version of French New Wave with the cuts and just the, the story that kind of bounces, that kind of thing. I feel it. That's what I yeah. think it is. And you can see the elements that he also kind of incorporated in the monkeys throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was cool. It's cool just to see them in Paris too, hanging out, being them, mm-hmm. but also being on. And that's where it's different from monkeys on tour because you just see the monkeys being themselves for real themselves. Peter kind of hams it up because that's what he does on stage. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas this one was just a 30 minute romp, essentially mm-hmm. a new wave romp. Um, guns, oddly enough. Yes. <laughs> Snuck one in there. Yeah. At least it wasn't like in Paris and somebody like mugged them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Highlight of the show. For me, kind of James Frawley. Seeing him being able to be out front, just being funny and frawley about everything is kind of cool. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And uh, on the commentary, Rafelson kind of alludes to how he was the the fifth monkey. Yes. (laughs) As he said, like older and sloppier. Yeah, I wrote that down too. He's a fifth monkey, just older and sloppier. And <laughs> and it is nice to uh, hear that coming from Bob, because you don't hear a lot about James Frawley as much as other people in the monkey's realm, but he really had right. a lot more to do with them than I had originally thought before this podcast. That's true. And you hear his voice a lot on the show yeah. from, from behind the camera, but you don't see him too often. I think we see him once more before we're done, but... Uh... It's just kind of neat to see him. Yeah, and and to get props to for Rafelson to really lift him up in the monkeys' lore. Yeah, man. Um, Was there a monkeys' ruse? No, not really. There wasn't really a a place for a ruse. Meh. Fourth wall break? Well, yeah. Like whenever the boys, (laughs) the whole like intro and outro essentially (laughs) was fourth wall breaks. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Best musical moment? I go Star Collector because I love Star Collector. I just, uh, I'd go with the fact that the structure of the episode with the four different songs and how they kind of did a reprise here and there. And it was like, just, it makes you wish they had more episodes like that. Sure. That had like three or four songs instead of just some uh, goofy race car microfilm story, you know? <laughs> and they could have done like different, different ways of doing that. Not just a romp in Paris, but just, I don't know, random shit around California. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. Four really strong tunes and um, just fun to watch. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good one. Uh, classic monkeys moments. Um, when they're pointing out the classic monkeys moments, like give us that old uh, yeah. monkey scare, <laughs> that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, what wouldn't fly in 2022? I think it's all good. There's nothing here. Man, it's not bad. Yeah, we're fine with it. All right. So did you knows? Uh, the Paris stuff was shot in June 1967, and the intro and outro were shot on Christmas Eve 1967. And uh, to give the Paris stuff some context and to show that the boys were exhausted with shooting a TV series, just because they just had this Paris footage and they had no idea how to be like, how do we let people know what's going on in this episode? Yeah, they kind of they figured it out. Yeah, but they also kind of <laughs> pointed a big finger at the show itself and. Yeah. Told us what was up. And um, I kind of looked into it, too, because I didn't look up all the dates on everything. But because this was Christmas Eve when they shot it, 
I'm like, is this the last thing they shot? And it, it kind of was. Yeah. Like there was this and um, the the interviews at the end of Fairy Tale and uh, the Monkey's Paw. Like by this time, this the episodes are being put together, and they're like, I get, we got a few. This, you know, uh, the Fairy Tale ones, few minutes short, guys. We got to do the the classic Monkey's interview at the end, and like <laughs> you can tell, I bet Mike would have had something to say about that. And that's the last finished elements they shot. And like them saying tune in next week and all that. And that, that was that was just it. And it is interesting, yeah. That was the last thing shot in the pad ever. Is them saying like No, we'll see what we can get next week. Every show's the same. And it, there there was no next week. That was it. And like on during that fairy tale interview, that's when Mike is like, I, I refute that ever happened. Like he just Yeah. You yeah. won't even talk about it. He's like over it. It's interesting to think of the interviews say at the beginning of the first season when they're uh-huh. all like super hot, happy and like making and jokes, the matching shirts. Yeah. Being silly. <laughs> and like two years later, not even they're just like, not I even. don't want to talk about this at all. Like I'm over all this. Like <laughs> it's, it's we're the biggest rock stars in the world. It's Christmas Eve and we're working. Yeah. Yeah. Work, who works on Christmas? <laughs> there's there's Eve? an element to that too. I think. That sucks. Like when I even when I read that too on Christmas Eve or doing this, I was like, Christmas Eve, dude? Like <laughs> like the whole crew had to be there. Like Man. for all like everybody was there and it sucks. So yeah, I can definitely understand why they're over everything at this point. Um another thing, yeah, we mentioned the monkeys weren't weren't really known in Paris. So the producers uh hired these models to pretend to know who the monkeys were and chase them around and stuff. <laughs> and uh they said that it was really good because then the monkeys could like roam around Paris and not be swarmed by people. They just had they the people they're getting swarmed by were paid to swarm, <laughs> but every other time they could just walk around and set up shots and just like be goofy idiots on tiny little motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> the fun vehicles, like little vehicles or whatever, it's a, it's a big monkey thing too. That's true. Yeah, that should have been a classic monkeys moment. Is a uh, yeah. little little vehicles. <laughs> and uh there's a, a rumor that uh the girl who played peter's girl was an actress a french actress named i'm gonna i'm sorry francois dorlac dorliac i'm sorry sure um and but fil- they filmed this episode from june 26th to 28th but that actress was killed in a car accident on june 27th so it couldn't Jeez. it's not her but she's been forever linked to this episode and uh, her death was like wrapped up in it, kind of thing, but huh. uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a rumor, not a not a rumor. Damn, dude. And uh, <laughs> and the woman that's holding Mickey's head while he's sleeping on the bus is his girlfriend and soon to be wife, Samantha Juiced, <laughs> or just I don't know. There's an e at Sam- the end of it. Soon to be Samantha Dolans. Yeah, Samantha Dolans. The reason it had the look it has is because how we mentioned it was shot on 16 millimeter film. And mm-hmm. in the commentary, Rafelson says he did that. They had to do that to offset the costs of taking the monkeys to Paris and putting them up in these oh, hotels and yeah. stuff. So they had to shoot on 16 millimeter. Yeah. And um, is that what they shot monkeys on tour on as well? Do you think? Or do you I know? think so too? Because it could it would have had to have been like handheld cameras. A lot of handheld business, yeah. Yeah, and back then that probably would have been it. Um. That meat district that they were in, I guess they were the last thing to shoot there because it got closed down soon after that. And I guess it was a very like, I don't know, famous is the word, but it was a well-known place where you <laughs> went and got meat and it got closed down. So the monkeys are the last <laughs> people to shoot there. 
Wow. And uh, yeah, one thing that was nice is Rafelson also refers to them as romps. So we were we were correct lot. in calling them romps. <laughs> I was gonna. I've, I wanted by like halfway through. I'm like, man, I should have kept a romp count during this commentary. <laughs> how many times Rafelson says romps? And I I think I messaged you. He's, he's very Lorne Michaels esque. Yeah, the way he kind of talks about the art and the boys and how I put them together. Yeah, <laughs> like. Like a very Southern California, uh, Lauren Michaels type character. It was sort of the role he had too. Like he put the thing together. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was definitely his, it came from him. Not much guest cast to talk about. No, there's nothing to talk about there. That's pretty much the end of that episode. (laughs) Enjoyable. I I like it. It's weird. It's different. And, uh, that's kind of what the monkeys needed at this point in the series was something different. I don't think it's a, it's not an uh, intro episode. If you're, if you're no. picking out an episode of the monkeys to show somebody, it's not one of those. <laughs> no, unless like you're, they're really into like weird arty films that just are kind of disconnected <laughs> from the sixties. You're like, Hey, I got something for you then. <laughs> yep. But speaking of having something for you, everybody's favorite second half of the episode The Random Attic Countdown featuring the Wool Hat of Mystery. Elves, today I believe we're going to do one of our honorary slip-in episodes due to the hat getting a little light and we want to make it to the end of this thing. Yep, yep. So uh, if you're, you're new to the show here, an honorary slip-in is where we take a, a lesser-known tune that's not on an album or a single and we pick it out, we talk about it. We don't know what each other is going to pick, which is also kind of fun. And, uh, and then we'll put it on the chart amongst all the other tunes. And uh, Paco, you want to go first? Okay, so the one I picked is, uh, it's called You're So Good. You can find it on Missing Links Volume 3, which is always the shakiest of the Missing Links. <laughs> but it's got <laughs> the some The third gems. of anything tends to be the shakiest. It's written by Bobby Bloom and Robert Stone. Mickey Dolenz has some kick-ass vocals on it. Yeah, man. And it, it this, I think this uh, this scratches that rosemary itch for you. <laughs> I was General just about to say it, it's very rosemary feeling. Got the big horns, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a radical song. I feel. Fun fact: It was produced by Mike Nesmith. Oh, nice! I didn't see that. It's sung by Mickey Dolenz, but written by this uh, Robert Stone and outsider of the band that's not a name we seen too often and uh it is actually sam and the good timers or you could hear him on the backing track the band they toured with in uh was it 68 but it's a uh, man that's a uh, quite the tune i don't think i've heard that too often no me neither I was, when i was diving deep I, I came across it and i was like "Ooh, this is something else <laughs> <laughs> yeah man good choice paco thank you um well, let's take a look at the old countdown where do you think we're sliding this bad boy? You know what? Just to stick with it, I'll put it at number 74, right below Rosemary. How about that? The one-two punch. You could hear the fans now. You put You're So Good ahead of Shades of Grey? <laughs> All right, Jeff. So what do you have for us in our honorary slip-in episode? Now, I think um, 
I, I remember you liking this, but I don't. I'm not sure you'll remember it altogether. It's uh, get out uh, your copy of Missing Links Volume Two, The Deuce. And uh, why don't you go ahead and queue up Changes. Seasons may change. We stay the same. We always stay the same. That's right, folks. That's Changes, written by David Jones and his buddy Steve Pitts, sung by David Jones, Sir David Jones. And... um, this is something, it might have been the, the working title track for Changes the Album itself, and it just never made the cut. Uh, it was actually recorded back in the Birds and the Bees and the Monkeys sessions, uh, back when the guys were kind of working separately with like the Wrecking Crew type <laughs> session musicians, and it was, must have been fun for them because they're making the tunes the way they want to make them, but it's kind of bittersweet because they're working separately. Yeah, the, the the list of credits on this song is like a mile long. From <laughs> For real. Each guy but, plays on it, each guy produces it, and then there's the horn players and everybody else as well on top yeah. of it. But I got to take this chance for a special mention of uh, the drummer on this track, and he was also the drummer on yours, uh, Mr. Earl Palmer. Uh, remember the Wrecking Crew, but like... You know, Hal Blaine got all like the gold record gigs, but uh, Earl Palmer was like the jobber, the dude who came in and crushed it all the time. And uh, according to his Wikipedia page, uh, the Musicians Union have him listed playing 450 dates in uh, 1967 alone. Oh my gosh. Like between gigs and sessions, like (laughs) dude did the work. Wow, that's crazy. He's tearing it up on this thing. He really is. And great bass playing as well. That changes bass. Yeah, man. And this another, like, similar to your uh, Mickey song there. It was like, you get the horns and the strings and just, they went big with the music when they were able to. When they had <laughs> seemingly unlimited resources, they really uh, made some big tunes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, it's a great tune. Great Davy song. So yeah. uh, where do you want to honorarily slip it in? It's got to be up a little higher than some of this stuff it's a pretty good davy tune <laughs> and i think i will slip it up above another good davy tune a dream world this will be our new number 61 changes by the monkeys nice <laughs> again words and magdalena they got they got to move up <laughs> yeah it's true yeah they're way too low yeah they're below she hangs out at 51 words that tune's a banger like i've forgotten how good that tune is and we took it out the hat and I'm like, really? It's, it's so good. She hangs out? Yeah. The second, the the good version. Like the, the Pisces Aquarius Capricorn Jones one. I think the uh, the box set has like the earlier version that didn't get released. It's not as, uh, it's not as confident, let's say. Yeah, I hear that. But it's a, it's a great tune. There you have it. Some honorary slip-ins from us here at uh, Podcast Valley Sunday. Where we like a good obscure tune here and there to go amongst all the smash hits. Yeah, it's fun. It's also when we actually get to pick some. They're not randomly <laughs> chosen from the hat. And we, uh, yeah, no, I always enjoy the the honorary slip-ins. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, I'm sure the some of the more hardcore fans appreciate some of the deeper cuts. Yeah, and even if you've never heard them, maybe you're like, I haven't heard that, let me check it out. And then all of a sudden check you're like, out. my goodness. They're so much deeper than I thought. <laughs> For real. The horns, man. Horns, baby. 
horns. <laughs> well, all right. I gotta say, that was a pretty good episode. We traveled to Paris. We honorary slipped some in, and uh, fantastic. <laughs> we done did it again, Paco. Woohoo! All right. So, from me, Paco, and me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye bye.